Hello all and welcome to INE Live. I'll be your host today. My name is Jack Reedy, also known as AKA Sec IT Guy. And this is our first INE Live for Cybersecurity Awareness Month, all of October. I'll be coming uh, in on INE Live in and out of the month uh, to talk about different aspects of the cybersecurity field. And we'll be culminating that in our IT Horror Story stream on Halloween. Follow our socials to go ahead and submit your workplace horror story, and you'll have a chance to win a one-year premium subscription by the end of this month. However, today, we're actually going to talk about cyber careers and how our eLearn uh, e Security Cyber certi Certifications will help you get to where you want to go. I promise I will learn to talk at some point by the end of this. But first, as we do each time as we stream on INE Live, I want to let you know that we are streaming live across all of the social media platforms right now, which includes LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, as well as a couple other uh, websites, too. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow across everywhere so that way you can stay in the loop whenever we do go live to continue talking about the topics that you want and what you'd like to request. And we do definitely want to get you involved with us. So talk to us, talk to others. We'd love to see that. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know what else you'd like to hear from or see whenever it comes to INE Lives. Now, our team right now is actively monitoring chat. So if you have a comment, go ahead and drop it in. If you have a question, put a cue at the beginning of it, and we'll be able to find those easily. They'll send them my way. I'll do my best to answer all of them live today, as many as possible as we can get to. Now, I've had multiple people reach out to me um, asking about what certifications they should take and what order they should experience these things in. Um, I've also had individuals reach out uh, that are quite unsure about how their certifications lie with specific career points that they would like to hit. So today I wanted to do a little bit of a talking head situation and you know talk to you guys directly about how we are building our certifications, where they align in your career map, how you can best le leverage them to improve your career outcomes and different ways or where you should really align your interest with as far as your education or learning goes to make sure that your outcomes further progress your career as we go forward. Now I'm going to go ahead and ask that we switch over to the screen share so I can first talk about how we are building these things and the way that we are organizing them. If you're unfamiliar, uh, we basically use what's called the cybersecurity color wheel. Now, this was first proposed uh, at Black Hat in 2017, I believe it was, and I could not find the original author's name uh, as I was looking for them. But I wanted to point out uh, the specific breakdown for career mapping. Now, there's a couple different versions of this. And because cybersecurity is such a broad uh broad market really i mean it is ubiquitous in everything we do and all the technology that we touch you know from our computers to our handheld devices because it is you know just so ubiquitous what you'll see with these color wheels is that they break down into a lot of different categories for example i've seen cybersecurity color wheels that break into um devsecops so it looks a lot more about coding and quality assurance and testing and product testing and things like that as opposed to operations handling managing whenever you know alerts come up or penetration testing or etc cetera, etc cetera. so in this i wanted to show what we use particularly in this way which is a different version of the same color wheel there's also a wonderful write-up which i'm going to flip to real quick uh from hacker noon that goes very deep dive into what the color wheel is and how to use it specifically 
this one. Now, like I said, I'm not quite on board with using this one because while it kind of hits the wickets of what we're talking about, um, it kind of goes too far into the code section. So for us, what we look at is we look at, at first, what we're very familiar with, attack or you know offensive operations being the red team. Penetration testing, a lot of us are very aware of this. Um, we also have then the defensive operations or defenders, also known as the blue team. Comparatively to those two, we have the yellow team or the engineers, the individuals that are building the systems that each team relies on. So that can be, if you're defensive, that could be the people that are setting up the firewalls, configuring the architects that are building all of this and mapping it all together, making sure the ports and protocols and the security strategies work together and define well. Or even from an attacker standpoint, it can be the individuals that are building the complex C2 architecture or the actual applications that are managing the multiple devices that you attack. Now, a lot of people think of penetration testing as a one-to-one -one or one-to-many type of things where you have a platform and a communication network. But realistically, when you get into a maturity architecture, you'll have multi-point to multi-point systems that communicate through multiple streams or you know input outputs of information once you penetrate multiple networks. So how do you maintain ongoing operations across a multitude of targets? That's where you get architects involved in the red team, the penetration testing of things. On top of that, you can also have where you have blue and red working together, which we know very well called purple teaming. Also threat hunting tends to be in there. So with that, we have, if we go, if we go yellow team and red team working together to create what I just described, the penetration testing, the really high end engineering behind it, finding the vulnerabilities, you know, weaponizing the zero days, that would be attack engineering or orange team. A lot of times you're also fine within an orange team, uh, threat intelligence for cybersecurity. Um, obviously, I, we just talked about it, but purple teaming is the combination of red and blue where you act as red to then define what blue should be, also known as detection where you're proactively detecting and you're, it's a lot of auditing, basically, a lot of auditing and searching. Um, and then the combination of blue and yellow together, so engineering and blue team or defensive operations would be defensive engineering or green team combination of those two together. A lot of times you'll find these individuals called uh, information security engineers or um, security infrastructure engineers or operators or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Milagros asked, uh, do you recommend any certificate for someone who lives in Switzerland? Yes, I recommend them globally. I don't, uh, Switzerland isn't particular. Now, I'm not sure if you have a specific requirement uh, for that region, but no reason why I see, uh, no reason why I see, you know, you shouldn't take one in Switzerland. Uh, does EJPT certificate help in landing the job? Well, thank you for the transition because that's what we're going to talk about next. So with eLearn Security, as I described, we have basically three primary methods or breakups, if you will, of where we focus our attention. We have red team, yellow team, and blue team. We're going to talk in order of those. And we're also going to talk from in order from uh, novice to advanced capabilities and, <clears throat> excuse me, 
novice to advanced capabilities from the cert uh, certifications. So does EJPT certificate help in landing into the job? Yes, it does. All right. This is designed to be the EJPT certification is designed to be an entry level certification into your first role as a penetration tester. Now, I'm not going to say because at no point when it comes to certifications, will any certification guarantee you a job. It's just not the way it works in the field at all. Can it help? Absolutely. Absolutely. Certifications are a wonderful um, method of determining as a snapshot that you have the skills necessary or the knowledge necessary, depending on what type of certification it is. Um, the bearded IT guy, we are beard, sorry, bearded IT dad, we see you. Uh, it's good for you to stop by. I appreciate it. Um, so the junior penetration testing certification, uh, we have version two coming out very soon uh, for public, and it is designed to be intense enough to where you are doing a point-to-point -point attack within a small network, what we call a small business network. Um, as we progress in the echelons, if you will, of difficulty, you go from, you know, a small network, small shop, a couple, you know, endpoints, all the way up to a medium-sized network, and then up to a large network that's complex with Active Directory and things like that. So it is intentionally designed to be a graduated learning style where things get more and more complex as you progress. Um, in that, from EJPT, which like I said, that would be the novice entry level, no matter what it is that you're targeting as far as your hacking goes, that would be a great place to start. The novice level, get in there, uh, get your hands dirty, throw your first exploits, understand what SMB is, you know, and keep rolling. Um, from there, I would suggest one of two pathways. Now I'm going to stick with just the penetration testing pathway so far first, in which case you would go to ECPPT version two as of right now. Now in that you're expected to write a report. We are going to be um, actively engaged in an organization. One thing I want to point out for our attack certifications, our penetration testing certifications, this is not a um, capture the flag. We're not sending you through everywhere to just go and can you hack into here and grab these pinpoints. We actually expect you to do analysis, write a report, do so from a business mindset. You're presented a letter, um, an LOE, and you a letter of engagement and you are expected to adhere to the scope that's presented you're expected to analyze the things that are asked of you you know if it says to find all the pathways you're definitely expected to find all of the pathways that are there within the device it's not just about breaking into the admin section you're supposed to as in business as as would be expected for an actual penetration test you're expected to analyze the entire scenario as well um, with that, as I said, between this certification and the next, um, we get into the more complex situations of ECPTX version two. Now in that, that's where we introduce Active Directory. 
And that's where you're going to have much more complex, much more scenarios. Also keep in mind from an examiner's stamp, uh, standard. So keep them, I, as we, as you do these exams, the reports are written and they are then graded by the examiners. Our grading criteria also becomes much more strict as you go further advanced into the certification. So if you're doing, you know, a novice, an uh, intermediate level certification and you have a report requirement, that's going to be graded a little softer than if you are doing any of our advanced certifications. Our advanced certifications, we have a grading rubric. We go very hard, very strict to the grading rubric. You must hit these wickets. And if you do not, and we also have some um, automatic fail conditions as well. Not to give away too much of the answers in the repositories. But when we talk about the advanced level certifications, the CPTX, for example, the tester extreme or the web application penetration tester extreme, which we'll get to in a second, we are expecting you to be at that level as far as an operator goes. All right. Um, so with the certified penetration tester extreme V2, you'll be required to do analysis. It's Active Directory. Um, and then to present your findings in a meaningful way. Parallel to this, now once you go past, as I talked about, the EJPT um, would be the novice cert. As you get into an intermediate level, you have a couple pathways. I talked about the primary one. The secondary one would be web application penetration testing. This job is a little more common, I'll say, in a enterprise environment. So the first path that we talked about, we talked about for penetration testers, which you'd go and you'd sit on a penetration testing team. A lot of times companies will hire penetration testing teams as a boutique service. They don't necessarily, depending on the size of their enterprise, they don't necessarily need a full-time pen tester all the time. However, asterisks there, it's not to say that they don't need pen testing services all the time, depending on how frequently they post to the web. So what you'll see is you'll see a lot of individuals called web application pen testers or web app testers or um, web application quality control or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes down the list. A lot of these individuals specialize in web front end testing, vulnerability testing, identification, correction. And so you'll see a lot of individuals that have, you know, they have the penetration testing experience sitting on the desk every single day for a large organization that publishes a lot of web pages and applications and web front end items. And what they do is they do a, a validation check before these things are published live to make sure that they can withstand being published to the internet without, you know, immediately being compromised, right? So that's where you would see the web application penetration tester, as well as the more advanced certification, the web application penetration tester extreme come into play. Now, uh, to drop a little hint, some cyber secrets real quick, the uh, I'm very excited for EWPT because we have Alexi that's going to be working on some of those uh, courseware coming up. So Pay attention, jump into our subscription, and you'll you'll should be seeing some of those coming out soon. Um, I'm trying to keep up with some of the questions real quick. Taking a look, 
Uh, right now, I'm preparing for CEH, and I was thinking to go for EJPT after that. Personally, Tabish, I would recommend you go for EJPT first and then CEH because you'll get a lot more hands-on experience with a lot of the tools that CEH tests you on. CEH does a lot of, at least when I took it, it was a lot of questions on tool sets and what are these parameters. So if you were to do the EJPT first, you'd put your hands on a lot of the stuff and you'd be able to remember it a lot easier and then go and do CEH. Um, so excellent. Now I'm gonna talk about, we have two more uh, penetration testing certifications. Wonderful. So the uh, two other ones, I would, these are specialty, and I would say that they fall somewhere in the range of a an intermediate to an advanced certification, sort of. They're so specialty that to get to a, a super advanced level would be to just stay on the cutting edge of research knowledge by yourself. And what that means is the first one I'll talk about is the uh, mobile application penetration testing. And if you were to be sitting on the advanced level of that as a certification goes, you would be as a new version of um, Android gets published, you would be there testing it yourself. So these are an intermediate level skill set as far as when you can, what I would recommend, you know, you start studying. I would personally recommend doing mobile application penetration testing if you're really into it, um, like right around the CPPT timeframe, because you can deep dive, it's a specialty. You can deep dive into it and you can really get into it and really enjoy it and understand what it is to hack a mobile device. And then from there grow into the field and everything else. Um, in that, that one particular, that particular test, we provide you a vulnerable mobile image that you then, and we identified two specific vulnerable apps that we've designed to be vulnerable. You then have to diagnose why they are vulnerable, identify what it is that we're asking from you for information and present it in a meaningful way repetitively. So you do have to code and present a uh, APK file that we can install and you know uh, actually attack the phone repetitively. So pretty interesting test, uh, really, really enjoy that one. The second one that we have is the Certified Exploit Development Student, and that is going to be the ECXD. Like I said, that would be intermediate. It would go more towards the orange team where you are designing <clears throat> exploits that you can submit. So with that, um, yeah, like I said, it's an intermediate level. It's a specialization. Uh, it would be much more focused on the coding aspects of penetration testing as opposed to the operations. And all of these, as we go through the next year, we're going to be touching and updating and, you know, improving the uh, courseware and the certifications. But that would be the first part, which would be the red team, as I talked about. Next up.
excuse me guys, sorry. Allergy season, it's great. Um, so next up we have the, now I have up here EWDP. However, that would be an intermediate level. We have coming up very soon um, for our release is going to be EDA. So that's going to be Enterprise D, uh, Enterprise Defense Administrator. That certification, similar to EJPT, is designed to be a novice level introductory certification towards engineering. As I said, we have the three tenets, the first being um, attack that we're going over anyway. The first being attack that we're going over, the second being in engineering right now. So we're going to have enterprise defense administrator coming out soon, which will be the novice level to introduce you to the enterprise track. From there, we will have uh, the web defense professional. This certification is specifically for web development you are um, dropped into an existing enterprise network and you're asked to go through and secure a web facing uh a sorry a web facing web page it's a bunch of alliteration it's fun um and then write a report on it as well so the web defense professional is definitely for that uh, cybersecurity practitioner, like I said, that is checking, validating that websites are good to go before they go out on the web, as well as building the backend systems for the reporting. Um, in that, we also plan on expanding into uh, professional level certifications, managerial level certifications. We're building up in our engineering department uh, to make sure that we're covering down on everything that an enterprise could want and we're covering down on the information security engineering, the uh, infrastructure engineering, and the other types of building that goes into it, building programs. Some of the other things that we'll be doing uh, coming up soon also includes cloud security, as I've seen a couple people ask, um, as well as some network security too. Now those are in the works, can't talk too much about them, but should see something soon. Uh, moving forward, ECIR. So now we're getting into the defensive section, personally my bread and butter. Um, ECIR is an intermediate level. Now, unfortunately, as of right now, we do not have a novice level blue team certification. However, we are working towards that, should hopefully have some something coming out soon, or not soon, I can't say soon there, but we're building towards breaking up ECIR into a multi-tiers, very similar to the way our penetration testing cert goes. Um, that way you can go from novice to intermediate as well as into advanced levels of uh, instant response. Uh, instant response, surprisingly, uh, is generally broken up into a tiered system of tier one to tier three. You have tier one, which is the initial triage of alerts. Then you would have tier two, which is somebody that deep dives into alerts to validate that they are or are not working as well as um, starts the remediation process, provides recommendations on how to fix this from happening again. Tier three is that project management level that would oversee those operations, make sure things are being resolved, as well as start coordinating with external factors. So that could be cyber insurance, that could be actual law enforcement agencies. That's where your tier three and that expertise comes into um, organize and coordinate with those individuals. So we're, sl we're slowly working to break those out and build those out very similar to the way that we have the penetration testing structured, but it is going to be really, really interesting. 
following that up, we have the uh, CTHP. Now, instant response, you're analyzing an incident, you are writing a report. Uh, CTHP, you're doing the same thing, but for those of you that are familiar, it is threat hunting. So that is, uh, you provided a data set, you have to evaluate it, proactively search and identify who was involved, how were they attacked, what did the attack look like. It goes very deep. It is, it is wonderful. Really enjoy that certification. Um, but that is the purple team level of combination and going in. Again, I, like I said, I would consider that to be an advanced certification. Um, I might burst some bubbles, but it is very difficult to enter cybersecurity um, greenfield into a threat hunting position. Usually, I'm not saying impossible, difficult. Usually it's expected that you have some form of experience in defense. Um, that could be from a tier one instant response, you know, gig, or even an information security engineer position, even if it's junior or something like that. Because threat hunting means that you're able to identify the logs, understand the logs from a multitude of technologies all, all across the spectrum. And if that's the case, it just kind of comes with experience. You know what I mean? So, um, Rawl asked, I am in my second year to get my uh, bachelor's of science and cybersecurity. I want to get into cybersecurity. Was a good way to go about it. I recommend starting with uh, the two novice certs that I talked about. So, I would start with, in your case, uh, EDA when that comes out. I would also then go over to EJPT. Now, you might ask, why are you recommending a penetration testing if I want to go into the defensive side of cybersecurity? Because you want to know about attackers so that way you can defend against them. The best, uh, what is it? The best defense is good offense. Well, the best defense is knowing how the offense operates. So it's good to, I have, I actually have more training in penetration testing than I do defensive security. But once I understood how penetration testers operate, I could appropriately configure and defend against them in a security standpoint. You know what I mean? Um, I was saying, I wish my name was John Doe to share all these certs as if it was mine. That's uh that's a method. <laughs> um, Mario, is there any good novice blue team cert uh, certifications in the industry that newcomers can start getting into? EDA is going to be our first one, our first foray to that. I do recommend EDA, even though it's not instant response. And I do want to make a novice level incident response one. I do recommend EDA because it's going to teach you how to configure things to be harder. So should you need as part of incident response, you usually re usually provide remediation recommendations. And if you understand how to configure the systems necessary to make sure that they're secure, you're able to write those recommendations a lot easier. So the combination of uh, EDA combined with the incident response certification will get you there. Um, the EDA course is already up on INE. Yes, Curran, uh, it, it is. I'm talking about the certification that's going to be coming out very soon. Pit, uh, if you follow our socials, you should hear about a beta test coming out in the next couple months. Um, can we get into the audit job with these certifications like ISO? So with a, I mean, again, it's hard to say yes or no to jobs and can you get in because each HR has its own definition of what does and does not count. 
Will you have the skills? Yes. You will have the skills necessary to get in there. Um, will they have some gateways to jump through, like go get a different certification? Probably. That's pretty standard. Usually they like three or something. Um, I, I, But to put your hands on, learn the skills necessary to actually do the job and understand the technologies, our certifications are personally, I believe that they can't be matched. Uh, we really focus on the skills necessary to get you to the next level for the job and the position. Um, with that, kind of want to talk about the next certification on our map, which is the uh, CDFP. Now, this is an advanced certification. This deep dives into digital forensics from a bit level, which means hexadecimal editing, um, capturing disk images, and things like that. It is, it's intense. Um, it is intense and it is meant to be. It is great for somebody that might want to do digital forensics as a professional. It is also great for um, if you want to go to that tier three incident response level. This is great to understand digital forensics from a standpoint where as an incident responder, sometimes you're asked to collect forensics evidence to hand over to a law enforcement official um, or office or three-letter agency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those things happen. So it's good to understand what digital forensics is, the analysis behind it, and everything from a class perspective, so that way you can comply with chain of custody requirements and things like that from an instant response where you find something that's so bad and possibly nation state, it's not foreign to you to interact in a uh, forensically sound manner. Um, with that, so like I said, that would be an advanced one, but I would personally do that. I would do certified instant responder just as a base at an intermediate level. And then I would choose to go into one of these three advanced certifications. I said advanced and I said three, I've only talked about two. So next we get into the certified malware analysis professional. Malware analysis can be tricky. It can be difficult. It involves a lot of um, operating out of memory. It involves a lot of understanding what uh, coding libraries are and, you know, what a piece of software, one, how to initiate a piece of software or malicious logic in a manner that's not going to infect you, like your individual system, but two, how to then analyze it to understand what it's doing as it's going. You know, some of the log some of the malware, quote unquote, that I've touched before has actually not been malware. It's been what's called grayware. And, you know, the difference between malware and grayware, it's just a EULA agreement or end user licensing agreement. The only difference between grayware and malware is that it's still malware. You just agreed that it could be on your system and they have your signature. Um, so being able to take that sample, break it down into a meaningful way, understand how it communicates, operates, and touches in your system uh, is an important part of the instant response process. Now, again, I consider this to be an advanced level certification. It is definitely something that you want to um, consider for that tier three instant response. It can also get hairy where you go and do a deep dive into it also known as the 
uh, certified reverse engineer. Now, the difference between malware analysis versus reverse engineer, generally speaking, very generally speaking, is the depth in which you're investigating what that malicious logic is doing. Frequently in malware analysis, you simply set up a bunch of monitoring on the system and you click run and you just record what it's doing. And then you analyze what it's what you're recording. Whereas reverse engineering, you are looking at it at a bit level or not even bit level. You're looking at it at an assembly level and you're hitting play, stop, play, stop a bunch and reading what it does at a processing level, where it is injecting um, strings into memory processes or where like it is very deep dive into exactly what's going on. Now, um, in and of itself, that level of, of software breakout is a job. Reverse engineering by itself is a full-on job. That's where you would find a lot of engagement with like an antivirus company or, you know, one of the big tech companies, things like that. Um, can a non-tech degree with 10 years of network engineer experience get into cybersecurity? If yes, what would be the path? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Sadish. It would be, um, personally, I would go into information security engineering. I mean, I, I professionally, I came from a networking background myself. It was very easy to transition because I went into engineering where I'm, I'm both, uh, I understand networking and now I'm doing network analysis. And then I went into instant response from network analysis. So it makes a lot of sense to go from network engineering and then you start doing the analysis on what's actually in those packets. You know, breaking apart the headers is one thing, but breaking apart the headers of something that's malicious and being able to say, this is weird, this is weird, this is weird. Like, why are we forcing packets here? You know, why is this MTU reset here differently? Or why is this packet an odd size compared to all the rest of the traffic? Teardrop attack is a good example of that. Um, but with that, I actually just covered the very last of our certifications, the reverse engineer. So as I said, to recap, <clears throat> all the way back, So we have the blue, the yellow, and the red, the blue being defensive, the yellow being engineering, and the red being attack. Sorry about that. I promise you guys, every fall and every spring, I always sound like just a bag of trash, but it's all right. Um, so we have the, the defensive operations, the engineering, and the offensive operations, the attack. You combine them together and you get defensive defensive and attack engineering or detection, which is purple teaming. In that right now, uh, I walk through how many different certifications we have per each section, uh, which would be, you know, we're a little light on engineering, but we're coming back strong in that and making sure that we're building up really well. As far as our attack paths go, uh, we're really strong in attack paths as well as defend. And we're just doing a little bit of reorganizing in there. Um, if you're wondering what the white dot in the middle is, that's technically for managerial level uh, information. So that would be CISOs, CIOs. They generally have eyesight across all of the paths and the vectors. So they're trying to build really resilient things. They're trying to maintain defensive operations, trying to better understand attack operations. So that's you'll generally find some type of quote-unquote management level um, 
section right in the center. Um, like, let me make sure I got all of the questions together. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, looks like I have just about everything. All right, wonderful. Um, if you guys have any more questions, overall, what cert path do you recommend to become a well-rounded SOC analyst? I recommend ECIR. Um, if given the opportunity, I would also do EDA, so that way you better understand remediation. I would start with ECIR. That could land you in a tier one position pretty easily. And then I would build out from there and either go threat hunting, digital forensics, malware analysis, one of those three. Um, realistically, over the course of a couple years, it is entirely in scope to do each of those. Um, I've, I've personally done cert certifications and classes in each one of those with tests and all that other stuff because instant response is a very well, just kind of, kind of like the term penetration tester. Instant responder is a very broad term. And you can have all sorts of different technology specializations. It's not uncommon to work on an instant response desk and to send something over to somebody else that is a specialty in one type of technology. Like, oh, this person really gets cloud. Let me send this incident over to them. They're they're handling and managing that. Or, hey, I need this. You know, I don't really quite understand this malware. Let me go and um, work with this individual. And being able to collaborate between analysts is an excellent method of learning as you go. Same with penetration testing. As you work on a team with penetration testing, you know, some people are just wizards when it comes to command and control communication. You know what I mean? Other people are absolutely excellent when it comes to shooting exploits or social engineering. Even physical penetration testing is its own little facet of what it is to be uh, educated in in the skill set you know i don't you know here's a good analogy because globally speaking we have sports across the globe right whenever you hear people talk about athletes there's a set of skills that an athlete will have they can run fast they can throw ball hit ball kick ball in some way shape or form that's special they can target what they're aiming at and hit it, you know, every single time. Um, even positioning on the field, depending on what game it is that you're playing. I don't know if the sports metaphor was probably the good idea for the tech group, but whatever. Um, <laughs> even still, the way that they talk about athletes, and I mean professionals talk about the professional athletes, they all have their benefits. They all have something that they are good at, or they're considered to be the all-around player. They're able to play the game. Even if you go into hockey, you have some people that are just there to be defenders and be big and be bulky and in the way, and you have other people that are, you know, finesse and wicked when it comes to the, you know, the attacks and things like that. It's the same way when it comes to cybersecurity. You choose one of the paths, be an engineer, be a defensive operator or you be an offensive operator and then you can be an all-around great player you can touch everything that is there under the sun and learn everything there is and be just like a jack of all trades or you could be really refined you are a digital forensics professional you go and sit in court 
and you talk about from a criminal perspective what has and has not happened to this particular piece of technology. You could be a penetration tester and your specialty is physical security. There's not a lot. I mean, take a look at the lockpicking lawyer on uh, TikTok at some point. That individual is amazing when it comes to picking locks. I don't know if he can send a, you know, phishing email. But I would, if if part of my team was physical compromise, I would want him to, want him to absolutely teach a class. So it's this idea when it comes to your careers, these certifications can help and they can get you along the way. Do you need all of them? It just depends. What do you want to be? How do you want to do them? What do you want to shape your job to be? So I hope that I was able to um, answer. When is EJP TV 2 certification voucher release? Soon. Very soon. Um, I recently obtained the EJPT certification. Presently looking for a junior penetration testing role. Uh, I hope you find it. Um, I really, I, I hope you find it. It's a, that certification definitely test your skill sets. Um, I think that you'll be able to get there pretty, pretty easily. Just need to uh, interview well. I will also remind you guys that the hardest thing you'll ever do in cybersecurity is to get your foot in the door. It is, it is difficult to build your reputation because you have to talk somebody into giving you a chance the first time out. But once you get your foot in the door and you're able to work for a company for about a year or two, it's a lot easier to start transitioning to other locations because you've learned, you have experience, and people aren't having to take a chance on somebody that's never worked in the field. So, um, yeah, it's it is uh, it is interesting. It is recommended to take EWPT and EJPT before ECPPT. Um, it depends on your level. I would recommend EJPT before ECPPT, definitely, because novice to intermediate level. However, EWPT and ECPPT are the same. It's just what are you focused on? Are you focused on penetration testing or just web app pen testing? Now, obviously, you use the same skills between the two, right? But there's one that has a much heavier focus than the other. So it's just what do you want to focus on as far as your outcomes go? So I am still hanging out real quick. See if there's any more questions, guys. If you have any more questions, um, take your time. Go ahead and submit them. I'm taking a look back. Uh, uh, Yav yeah, asked, do you do security cloud, Google, etc.? We have uh, multiple courses and courseware on cloud security. We are working towards uh, creating possibly a cert. No, no uh, plans yet. Nothing official. Um, is there a big difference between the EJPT and EJPT version 2 from White? Yes. Yes, there is. We have definitely made the, well, not a huge version, but We've made a big change for EGPTV2. We have made it more difficult intentionally uh, to challenge you guys, and it's good. It's um, we're, we're going to make sure that it is well covered. Uh, Sue Hall, is the giveaway over? There is no giveaway today, guys. To be clear, I'm talking about we're going to be doing a um, if you participate. I should probably uh, talk about what it is that we're doing. End of the month, we're going to do the IT Horror Stories show for Halloween. Pay attention to the socials. 
we're going to do a call out for you to share your stories. What IT uh, horror stories have you experienced before? What has just driven you through a wall or, you know, the, you know, what is something that you can share yourself from that? We're going to choose a couple and of that, the best one we're going to give a, a one year subscription to. All right. Making sure I hit everybody's questions. Excellent. All right, all. Well, that wraps up today's stream, and thank you so much for watching. Look, if you missed it live, look for the replay across our social channels and on the INE website and also YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social platform music so you can stay in the loop uh, for details on our next stream and notifications when we go live. As I said, it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We will be, um, I will be showing up a couple times to talk about cybersecurity in your lives, working as a profession, and uh, we will culminate with the IT horror stories at the end of the month. So pay attention to the socials. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow us, turn the notifications on, and we will be sending out, uh, requesting your input. We want to hear from you. Send us a tweet. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to uh, know more about, and we'll see what we can do to get it online. Um, but until next time, have a great week and be safe. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.